Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up woman. This podcast is brought to you by Hush, laid-back style for rebel women. By the way, if you listen to this on a new app called Entail, E-N-T-A-L-E, you'll be able to see pictures, shop links, and generally have a really relaxing magazine experience. Hi, I'm Annabelle. And I'm absolutely fine, but I'm going away tomorrow for a treat. I'm going to a spa for five days to be sort of starved and pummeled. And I'm absolutely dreading it. And I'm so miserable about it, I want to cry. Like default (laughs) position dread. And my legs got a full-on jiggle. And I've got a psychosomatic cold as a result. So I've got an oil bath stick here that I keep snorting. And I wish I had the capacity to be excited about things. Emily, how are you? Well, <clears throat> I'm absolutely fine, but uh, I just can't remember, I can't hold on to memories or anything that I've thought or anything at the moment. I feel like my brain is a sieve, so I think I had something more interesting to say, but um, but I've forgotten it, so there you go. But things aren't too bad because our guest today is a peach, or rather a cherry. She's a broadcaster, podcaster, writer, and a brilliant human. You'll catch her Inside the Factory, that compelling BBC series that demystifies sausages or quality street, or in Sex, Knives and Liposuction, where she gets under the skin of the nation's obsession with plastic surgery. She's brave, she's honest, she had a baby on the telly. How are you, Cherry Healy? I'm Cherry Healy, and I'm fine, (laughs) but... I'm diving straight in there. Dive. By the way, I'm also really, really, really excited to be, be, be here. <laughs> of course you are. We all I'm are. I'm like the middle's biggest fan oh, of all time you. on oh. the planet. No, no, I love you because you save me daily. You save me. Your jokes are so stupid and so fun and so clever that they give me a bit of, oh, we're fine, we're okay. Actually, ironically, I feel finer after seeing them. So I'm Terry Healy. I'm, I'm fine, but if when I pick up the phone, you say to me, Oh, you do know how to pick up the phone. I will stop all what I'm doing. I will cancel my to-do list. I will come to your house. I'll put your headlock on. And I will punch your face. <sighs> I just need to get that off my chest. Could well you be done. talking about your mother? Well, lots of people. <laughs> um, do you know, it's, 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 it's hard not to throw the single parent thing out there. But it's not even really that. Because, to be fair, my kid's dad is like the best. And he's amazing. It's just... And I'm, I know you won't know what I'm talking about, but I'm very busy. <laughs> um, so so busy. no one ever, unless they wanted to get punched in the face. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's my I'm fine, I think. That I'm really doing my best. I'm trying to go to the gym and call my friends and do my work and do my emails and do the laundry and um, keep the cats alive and keep my children alive and make sure that I'm present and loving and know that it's Coco's flute tomorrow and that she had swimming today. And I'm doing the best I can. And I honestly think, someone said this to me, they said, if you hassle somebody without really needing their attention or their, if you hassle them, it's an act of war and don't expect to get love back. I can't imagine calling one of my friends who I knew was doing their best and had love in her heart and was trying to get everything done, to calling her and going, where have you even been? I yeah. honestly don't, I don't, I don't even understand that mindset. Like, there's loving poking. There's kind of, babe, I'd love to see you on Friday. Are you around? There's loving poking. But it's carrot and stick. Yes. And in the end, we are all carrot and not stick. And if people start mm. calling, for example, I won't make plans with someone who's going to get hysterical if I have I to cancel. Because if you. you need to cancel, you need to cancel because life sometimes gets in so the way. I have a friend who I've recently become, like, we're not as close as we used to be. And that's because I'm so, I actually love her. She's one of my favorite people to hang out with. But I've stopped making plans with her because when I do, if I have to cancel them for always valid reasons, 
And to be, by the way, my valid reasons also, although I've never used this, <laughs> God help me. Um, valid reasons also, I'm on my knees with tiredness. So if yeah. a friend said that to me, I would go, be gone to the bed. Mm. Yeah, Can yeah, I yeah. get you anything? Do you yeah. want me to order you a delivery? I just can't understand that sense of, Emily, well, I mean, it's awful. Emily and I spend all day every day saying, do you need to have a sleep? Yeah. <laughs> oh, have a sleep. that to me Lie is on the floor, have a sleep. The other thing we discovered, we've discovered something called cancel chicken, which is a game <laughs> you play when you wake up in the morning yeah. and you go oh my God, I've got something tonight. And it just gets later and later in the day and you're like, am I going to be the one who cancels? Who's going to cancel first? Because of course you want to be the one to have the cancel in the bag. Because then you get cancelled tokens. And you go, well, or I that happened to me the other day. Actually, it was absolutely I'd so fabulous. rather have a check for a cancellation than a check for like oh a God, massage or something so sexy. Much, so much. Cancel tokens. That that could be the next voucher to get in your... Cr- for Christmas. I might, the you next person I give that. someone a birthday card, I go, and here you go, here's a cancel token you know, for all you the sh- things. You should do mid-alt branded council tokens that you can buy and then give someone I would give that are legally binding that are legally and you are not allowed to be passive aggressive and then when the next go oh you did it. no but the thing is like Annabelle was saying about Karen Stitt like, when people are annoyed in a in a positive way that's much better well, like, they like, can be annoyed like because 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 I love you I Emily, Emily knows this that one of my best friends she discovered sort of 20 years ago if I want to leave early because I'm always tired yes. I sort of always have been tired I yes think. it's called being know, pre, a human being I yeah. think um, if she says that's very rude. Why would you leave now? I'm out the door. What she says now is, I just feel really sad when I see you leaving and it wouldn't be the same without you and I just really oh love God, you. And you I go, I'll stay. The, the difference. difference. That would make that. me stay like five more minutes. <laughs> she'd say, actually, I'd love, to, I'd love to tell you one more thing that happened this week that only you will understand and think is funny. I'd be sitting down. I'd be ordering... It's the way you do it. But we're all terrified of letting people down. Yes. You know, have I proven enough to myself and to the other party that I'm trying not to let them down? Yes. I want to be a friend that if you organise dinner with me and you go, I just don't have it in me. I want you to go home and know that I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to be killed by an avalanche tomorrow. We're fine. I will be here whatever you need and I have to say often those are the friends that I see the most yeah of course isn't that interesting yeah. I know I agree and I think also partly uh, to, to your point you know the reason that w- one of the reasons I hate the cancel feeling is because you know that when you then go I can't do type let's put in some more dates and then you're going yeah and in like four months oh. time and then that feels like an excruciatingly yes. sort of grand and also because I'm I'm really strict now about only going out one two nights yes. a week which means that you know you do get really like far into your diary yeah. and then you feel like like oh and then you have to feel like you justify it's like well because I've got this tiredness and this level of work and whatever and then you feel grand and then you feel or whatever or just sort of you know and I hate that feeling but hey I have to really keep present cherry on a tight leash very tight leash because cherry cherry gets happy and she gets all excited about life and she's like yes i can do that so fun (laughs) i can't wait to see you and do these things she needs to calm down quite a good test she screws me she screws future cherry well yes here's what you need to say to um present cherry present cherry someone's just asked you to do this thing in two weeks would you like to do it if it was tonight? Oh, no, of course not. Don't be such a maniac. <laughs> There's your test. That is genius. Back in your box, present cherry. You're being an yeah. asshole. You are going to hate. What you really want to do is finish up a series on Netflix. And by the way, you're probably just going to have to lie about having some emergency. So just don't. And also, I really, but really I try not to I'm lie. Really... Because then when you have an emergency, it sounds like bullshit. So oft, often, if I am on my knees, I will just have to say to somebody, 
I'm just... I'm really not into the lying thing exhausted. at the moment. No, no, you can't. Because then if something happens, like your kids are real, you sound like a moron. Or, You've got or, to be really, also really disciplined Also, I don't want to be in the business of lying I don't to, to my friends. Yes. If, it's, if it's someone who doesn't matter, yes. then fine. It's a really easy habit to get into. And I got into it a well, couple it, of years ago. I think ago, what it does, thought, it, I don't starts like to, it starts to mess a little bit with your relationship with the truth. Yes. If you get into it enough. Absolutely. Yeah. And I got into that pickle where I was... And I thought I'd rather allow somebody to be cross with me because also you've got to allow people to be annoyed with me also I don't want if I say I'm really tired and somebody says I think I'm going to leave my husband I need you I want to give them the window for them if I say I'm really tired they can say babe I actually really need to speak to you but if I've said oh my daughter's um hat got lost in the wind and it's in a tree and it's a special hat drive to because there's a thing so you've also not left you can't then say you know i really need you because i'm going to leave my husband you can't say that or i've had some terrible news today i need someone to talk to i really want to be somebody when you need me i'm there and that means sometimes you go, oh, you know what? Can we reschedule? No, I really need... Like, so. But also, part of friendship is allowing people to be cross with you. And yes. that's really hard. Yeah. I heard a talk on uh, on Saturday. I did some work for Pre- Pregnant Not Screwed, which is another, which is, I'm sure you're aware of and is fantastic. But anyway... What is it? It's basically a, a, a campaign and it gives women access to legal advice and knowledge about what happens when they go on maternity leave so they don't get screwed. How awesome is that? Can I park that for one second? Because it's absolutely brilliant. I'd love to readdress that. So one of the things that uh, Mother Pucker, she was doing a talk, she said, and it was a revelation, and it's, I just sat there. Like she said, be, un- be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I thought, well, that's a grown-up thing. That's the woman I want to be. And that is hard to sit and go, I know that you're cross with me, and actually, I'm really sorry. As opposed to making up excuses or running because away. Because the knee-jerk reaction is that it feels like a catastrophe. Oh, there the, we go. The, the, the idea of someone being angry with you, particularly yeah. if you're anxious, like Emily and I both mm. are, is, is becomes an unbearable, unbearable thing. prospect. And, and also, I think if you have a history of being, you know, around people who get very angry with you, then and you're incredibly non-confrontational. Like I want to fix everything. So yeah. the idea of pissing someone off is almost it is catastrophe. It's, it's the opposite of my Feels unnatural nature. to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've actually just come from therapy and we talk about that a lot because I have um I've definitely come from um a family where there was a lot of shouting and so desperately desperately wanting to fix everything and she's been trying to make me realize that I don't need to fix everyone's emotional problems that actually I can create boundaries. Boundaries is my favourite word of all time now. <laughs> That's what you realise when you go into therapy is that boundaries isn't just something that wankers talk about. No, no. it's really, really, it's, been, it's actually been quite life-giving to me. And also she said, but when you do get in trouble or someone tells you off, she said, just remember as a little girl, it's like your hair being on fire and that's how you react. You have to remind yourself, little Cherry who's reacting to this or now Cherry, your hair's not on fire. Take a breath. You're actually fine. But that's what it feels like, like you say, because it triggers your childlike response to, oh, my God, the world is ending. And when I set parents... my hair on fire so much when I was a kid. Oh, well, I was genuinely. Over, yeah, leaning over <laughs> candles. Or, well, actually, I remember the smell of burning fabulous hair. hair. It is, it is <laughs> big hair. I did. I, I remember the smell of burning hair. I was always setting it on fire. Really? Yeah. So actually for you, it really was on fire. So Don't... maybe or, maybe do run around <laughs> screaming. Maybe, the, maybe that's why. Go on fire, babe. <laughs> maybe that's why I'm hysterical all I, the time. I actually well, think there's something to be said. Just remember what it was like because your hair's not on fire. No, but it was. You do need to run around screaming. Note to audience, if your hair's on fire, actually, literally, run around screaming. 
Does that help? It really helps. Does not like fuel the, what happens if you fall on the curtains and then set light to the curtains <laughs> and then suddenly you're like, do you know, don't, but definitely don't sit still and take a big deep breath. Can I ask you something about your plastic surgery series? Yeah. Which if you haven't see it, totally. seen it, see it. What's it called again? It's called Sex, Knives and Liposuction. It's on W and you they keep, they show it every so often. Because it's really compelling. What was the thing that shocked you most? The Brazilian butt lift. Oh, that was. i tell you what shocked me about it is how, I wish I could, I'm not going to swear because I'm just, I'm really trying to you get out of the habit. I'm really trying to get out of the habit of it. I swear okay. way way too much I need to find other words okay sometimes so well, you, I, I you, found it you, was the you, most you say that but can on. I just um, share something with you yeah please do um, it is this um, a study has found that people who can name the most swear words in a minute tend to score higher on IQ tests uh, also <laughs> rather than being a sign of someone with limited vocabulary the study published in um, the language science journal in November 2015 found that swearing proficiency was a sign of rhetorical strength there's a reason I have this literally I can't believe this on I the swear like a sailor Knows it's because I swear so go. much. Someone said this to me last week. Yeah, that's Hawking. so fucking great. It means or you're like, fucking bright. Yeah, exactly. So good for Prof Brian Cox, and you ain't got How? nothing. I'm trying to teach Coco at the moment that swearing is a is a really odd thing about perception and that swearing of its own right isn't really bad like as in that word is just letters made up it's the meaning in your heart so swearing can be joyful and expressive and it can be bitter and awful and thing is is that you can use the word banana in a bitter way so actually i'm yes. trying to take the heat out shut up your big banana your big great big <laughs> bin of toast i'm um, sure it doesn't have quite the same resonance just doesn't bastard. quite to have that no. i'm trying to teach mine that scally muffin <laughs> Is, is a swear word. I mean, like, like <gasps> the word. <gasps> can't it's believe you said that. I can't believe mummy said scally muffin. That's absolute genius. And where were we? It was really Brazilian bum lift. Brazilian bum lift. Yeah. So I thought that was really traumatic because it's on the rise. It's become incredibly popular. I see it now. I've got BBL. Have you? Uh, X-ray eyes. I see it. You've the got worst BBL dar, like gay people, dar, but Oh, BBL I've got, dar. yes, exactly. BBL dar. And bum dar. Bum dar. Bum dar. <laughs> um, but... Um, the people, but but da, but da, oh but da, you're great. ladies, calm down. And my hair's not on fire. Calm the calm fuck down. Calm the fuck down. Go on. So, a watching it, it the violence. I can't really describe to you the of violence of the procedure. Of this procedure. They it was they they liposuction. We all seen it on telly. It is. In in reality, it's five hundred times more violent. But it's isn't like liposuction with a bum lift? Aren't they putting fat in? Yes. So there's two different types of bum enhancement. There's implants, and then there's Brazilian butt lift. And that procedure has been developed relatively recently. What that is is taking live fat cells out, keeping them alive in this jar. It looks like pink milkshake because it's mixed with blood. Yes, that face. Um, it was and, completely horrific. And it I've... also splatters everywhere, which is great. But, you know, it's like being in a nightmare because they're covered in blood and fat and there's fat everywhere. And this girl looks like a dead body because she's been covered in iodine and she's in a crucifix position. And you think, why is no one crying? So why they, is they no one crying? Why is everyone just... Wait, hang yeah, on. They were chatting Where about have they holidays. taken this out of? They've taken it out of every single place they can. You can and have it taken out of the back of your back hand. back into their bum. Yes. You could, but, and they're kept alive because often with liposuction they, they die but they found a way of taking them out the fat, cells, the fat not cells not the people you, no, oh god yes thank you for clarifying they take the fat cells out and they keep them alive and then they very quickly inject them syringe them back into your butt and then they have to mould that fat like Play-Doh to try and get it into the right shape You're not allowed, and, but the, the fat stays alive and the fat you can't sit on your bum because that will kill the, the, the fat cells so you have to 
stand or sit on this huge rubber ring for eight weeks, which is quite intense. And if you don't, then you'll get a misshapen bum. So this is, and, and when you come out, you have to wear what is essentially a wet, what is it? What is a very, very, very tight wetsuit. Compression garment. Compression garment. And you can only pee out, obviously, out of this little piece. And the pain and the trauma and the money. And I do slightly wonder where these girls are getting that money. And if I was How much is it? I want to say it's probably, what, eight grand? Yeah, if you go abroad, which, by the way, a wooga, a wooga, you want to be just being careful about that because if something goes wrong, you are not protected at all. I'm not saying that those hospitals aren't A-grade. They are. But if something goes wrong, which, unfortunately, two months after we filmed in the hospital in Turkey, a girl, a woman died, and she had three children... And she was engaged to be married, but she thought she wanted a better bum for who? I don't know, because her fiancé and her father of her children adored her, worshipped her. What was it, can I ask you, when you were filming this series, what was the thing that you found most depressing about women's need to consume all these available surgeries? I think that if you look through history, whatever has been available, we've wanted. It's not particularly worse now. I suppose the, the, the problem with it now is that it's just so easy to get it. You could you could do it in your lunch break. So there isn't a lot of obstacle to thought, yes, insecurity, to decision time. And, or time. Yes, and time. You can book it, it's done. I mean, you really can do it that quickly. This is life-changing money for a 20-year-old. And also what's different, which I found a bit depressing, is this used to be for women who were older, who really were feeling extremely bad about themselves. And for some people, honestly, it's transformative. It really can change your life. But I think the rise in women who are living a healthy, happy life with um, family and um, they're they're functioning really happily, that's that's the difference is it's not targeting people who are really, really crippled with insecurity. This is everyone now. Like buying a new pair of jeans, new haircut. It's McSurgery. It's McSurgery. And also the problem is the cost. So even though it's coming down... If I was 20 and I, with all my body's insecurities and I had five grand in my bank, which which 20-year-old does because they all take loans, which you then put, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to university? Am I going to travel the world? Or am I going to get a butt lift, a boob job and liposuction so I've got this perfect hourglass figure? Well, honestly, if I was 20 and that was available to me, I don't know what I would have done because mm. I had so many body insecurities. It wasn't available to me. I learned to appreciate myself. I learned to exercise. I learned to eat right. And now I realize that I'm so much more than my body. Thank God that wasn't avail- available to me. But also I think it's like... Because I went it, around it, the world and I went to university. I wouldn't have been like, able to afford it's that. It's like redecorating a house. So if you do that at 20, whatever you do to your body slightly sets off the natural order, 100%. right? So if you do your bum, your tits look weird, or your arms look weird, or you do your nose, yep. your cheeks look weird. So you, how do you stop? Also, well, your you body can't. Mission creep, mission no, you creep. can't stop. And of course, your body changes, your skin changes. And also, it doesn't last. I know, I know quite a few last. women who've had boob jobs in their 40s, and that is either because they had very, very, very yes. big boobs and were kind of, you know, had had an ex- and it was easy and accessible for them in a way that it hadn't been when they were in their 20s, and that they just... They were just done with sort of carrying that totally. load or burden, which I, I totally get. My friend Mary had a boob job, life tra- life changing. So I get it. Fully. And I think I think that's incredible. I, I, I you know obviously I don't want to judge what people want to do with their bodies, etc. But I think part of the problem as well is that people don't know that the decisions, the choices that they made have been taken away from them before yeah, they even went they're responding to an idea that they there haven't created. Exactly. It's just attacking their subconscious. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the the. The new female voice, the new female narrative, which is very exciting, and of course we all love about empowerment and and 
looking after yourself and self-care. That has been misappropriated by surgeons. So a lot of surgeons are saying, do surgery because it's empowering. Do surgery because it's self-care. Do, so- do, something, for your- do something for yourself as they get into their... Aston Martin and drive to their mansion. So just be careful who is cashing the check of your insecurity. Because I I, honestly, self-care is so confusing for me. When someone says self-care, I just think, have a bath. Yes, absolutely. Let's just have a nice bath. And I agree. I don't want to judge a woman who's had surgery. I had Botox and I loved it. And what I promised myself is that whatever I did, I'd be honest about it. Because I just want to own it. Because one of my big but bug- it's about your own relationship with the truth again. If yes. you if you start to lie about it and you start to lie to yourself about yes. it, and then it becomes a dishonest process in a really profound sense, as in and it can who s- the fuck I am I and what's going on? So yeah. tw- in twenty years' time, what woman, what, what what kind of woman do I want to be? What, who do I want to go to bed with? You know, when you're when you're when you close your eyes and you're the only one with yourself, and that's when you go and you have a massive anxiety attack. But <laughs> I what I want to know at least. At least know that I like don't lie to my friends, yeah. and I think that's that's a very difficult thing to do. I mean, I my big my big problem, really my big problem, because we all tell you know there are girl there are women who go away for two months and they keep their social uh, social media um, profile active by fo- uh, um, by seeding photos that were taken a long time ago, so it looks like they're out and about and they're around and they're on the beach in Dubai and all these things. They're actually at a um, plastic surgery clinic in Turkey and they get the full works done they come back and they do hashtag squats hashtag my new diet program and it's a bunch of fucking ass yeah and it's so it's fake a, ass it's a bunch of fucking fake ass <laughs> and it's so unhealthy and you see people signing up to the exercise program because they want to look like that girl and you think and also what I realised, if you can't afford it, you don't want it, and you get, you know, you're standing next to a girl who has had that kind of enhancement, you know, don't judge her or be unkind to her, but just know in your heart, you can't compete with surgery. Just love yourself and, you know, allow... Because al- you're standing next to the bionic woman. Yeah, and also, you, you're, their beauty, per- perceived beauty, doesn't take away from your beauty at all. It doesn't like to just don't... Don't compare, because it's just not, you can't really compare. And also, not everybody wants an enhanced aesthetic. And crucially, not all men yes. want to have sex with an enhanced Exactly, aesthetic. and some do, and some Fine. do. But many don't. Like When I came back from uh, Miami, we went to, uh, and Brazil, I went to visit, uh, I went to see Miss, the Miss Bum Bum competition in Brazil. <laughs> well, I came back, and I went for lunch with my boyfriend, and straight off the plane, and he was kind of looking at me funny. And I went, weird. Or do I look particularly gorgeous today? But he was just, you know, he was looking at me quizzically and he said, I just, I'm worried, I'm worried that you did something out there. Oh, so he, was, he wouldn't have known that actually the recovery process was extremely, you know, long. But he was just like, I just, it worries me. And I was like, why? And he's like, because I just love your body and I love you Aww. and I don't want you to. And I thought, I know a lot, how a lot, a lot of women who have bits done, not, you, not you know, Botox and fillers and don't tell their husbands. Yes, and I understand that as well. But you know, but and, and you know, it, I can also imagine that they they've done it subtly and come back, and then everyone's praised them because that's also another thing, isn't it? It's you know, you you get your hair cut and lose but when everyone goes, oh my god, how fabulous do you look? And you think, oh, thank you for thank you for once again confirming that everything about life is how we look. Thank you. So the reality is, it's not. Now I'm going to ask you something that's going to tell us who you really are. Yes. Can we go through your handbag, please? Oh my God, totally. Fetch that handbag. You're not allowed to have the Ferrero Rocher in there, okay? <laughs> you keep them Damn. away from Emily. That is, yeah. that is for me. 
That's my kid. I was going to buy lots of sweets and fun things and before I came all, here. What is it? Oh my god, my boyfriend bought this for me for my birthday. Oh! And I tell you, the points that that scored. <laughs> okay, um, so it's big. It's a Marlboro. It's, it's a sort of chocolatey, burgundy-ish Marlboro, enormous situation. Looks a bit like I a Birkin. I can't stand rummaging. That is one of my most really? annoying things. I can't stand rummaging. What, like if it's a bag, I don't care. If that was a £5,000 Chanel, if I've got to rummage, it's gone. I can't stand bags. Do you know what? I'm a rummager and it makes you look mad. It makes you look mad. It makes you feel mad. It makes I, you yeah, feel mad. Because you're, and, you're, and I'm always the person taking out all the stuff and it's, you know, oh, exactly. And I'm not, it's not it. always curated. Yeah, you can go through it. Oh, okay. Look, I'm going to give it to you. Right. So it's a mulberry. in the middle of the table. And the reason he bought it. It's, it's like a Christmas so stocking. So, the reason he bought it is because you don't have to, it sits open and it sits solid so there's well, no rummaging. you can zip it to stop yourself absolutely, from being pickpocketed. Absolutely, absolutely. So that is just a horrible water bottle that because I bought from Tiger Tiger. A big Tiger Tiger water bottle always replenish your fluids. No disposable <laughs> plastic for cherry. <laughs> Daily also, reminder. It did have, you see this weird, it's got a weird indent in it. The water is nicely chilled. Oh, it is. Like, I is love it a cold water. Do you? Water I hate cold bottle. water. Um, no, do you know what? I don't know. Oh, it's also really cold outside. Oh, it's really cold it outside. Is. But I do filter my water at home because I'm starting to become that woman. Oh. But this little indent, we used to have a little little packet with um, pill um, segments in it so you can put your daily pills in it's got Monday, Tuesday, Friday oh. which I love all your meds but then it fell <laughs> off and I lost it all my, the all my Xanax, Xanax. <laughs> all my Xanax all I tried Xanax anyway. for the first time the other day Quite on a long haul right. flight so oh my god it was like I mean you've got to be careful with that stuff it is strong it's got so, a little laptop, little eleven incher. A little eleven. I normally take my iPad out. Nothing too splashy. Nothing too splashy. Not the cherry. Literally, when it comes to tech, I I'm am. Not, I'm I tech want to get. Obsessed. What I want to do is get to the bottom. But you, because you don't like rummaging, obsessed. I really want the horror at the bottom. But no, no, I, like, I don't mind the horror. At the bottom. Oh, oh okay. yeah, my bag of receipts. A, a, like, okay, because I'm freelance. Bag of receipts. Because I'm freelance. I've Gordon always Ramsay got Ramsey plain food. He threw oh, yeah, that was delicious. I had truffle and burrata. I've forgotten the plane. He's very five, by the way. There's a handwritten letter in here. Oh my god! My godmother wrote to me. She's got lovely handwriting. She's the most. I sent what her. What did a, she have to I say? I sent her a present. I said Coco did a mug with a little Tyrannosaurus Rex on it, and I sent it to her for Christmas. And she wrote a handwritten letter. Handwritten back saying, letters. I just look how beautiful such a joy. that is. For kind of a shitty present. And also, she's not being really worth it. I know for <laughs> such. A sh- no. Coco you know what? Also, this is the woman who's got everything. And so I thought, what can I get her? She's written, I can see, just what I need at the moment. <laughs> oh, God bless her. I'd be furious. I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you a mug a with a cocoa, Tyrannosaurus Rex, and you will love it. I'm going to give you a mug. What else have I got? Wipes. Wipes. Always wipes. Face Come on. or body? Um, everything. I actually just cleaned. I fin- that's finished because I just cleaned the car with it. I was in a traffic I was in a traffic jam and so I just cleaned the dashboard. I use baby wipes to clean everything now. Everything. I do the woodwork, I rush around the skirting oh, boards when I'm feeling oh, really I mad. I use Dettol wipes. And then and and uh, yeah, I use Dettol like those Dettol way, ones and I'm obsessed with them. I highly I recommend these. By the way, well, landfill, landfill. Yes, yes no, 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 no. These shit, I, shit. I highly recommend these. These okay, are, what are they? combat wipes. They're biodegradable. They are hundred percent biodegradable, and, and I look into wipes. them, and it's real. Do they true. combat the madness? They combat and the stink. Everything. <laughs> they combat the stink, the madness, and the mania. That should be their strap line. Yeah. If you're listening, at a combat wipes. Yeah, you can have. The That's guilt-free one for free, wiping. I'm then, saving uh, your makeup bag for last. <laughs> This is interesting. Oh, this is my dream. This is my this everything. Is your you can open and diary. it. So you have a physical diary, not a digital one. I have one. to write it down. So does Emily. Really? Why? Because I think because that she's annoying. Listen, um, open it. Because You'll I love don't it. think anybody who who like, uses digital diaries looks ahead. I think it's magical. Also, I think there's something. I agree. I can see every single day. Yep. And every, also, there is something magical about about ticking things off, and I can go back and I I'm can exactly go. I'm exactly the same. Do you know I have what? To I haven't. Say, I haven't 
I haven't organised Coco's flute. I actually did do that. Since I went digital, mm. it's much more streamlined in terms of sharing diaries and yes. all that sort of stuff. But I have much less awareness of the shape of my life and what I'm oh, doing. Oh, that's interesting. That, uh, that's I exactly that's how I feel. I have a reduced awareness. And, um, I can't go back, though. You know, when you go digital, yeah. you can't go back. And I always yeah, yeah. remember people's birthdays, and I always remember, because it says... Because I, I, I trans, transfer. So I've got Coco's birthday in, yes. 4th of September. Oh, you're so clever. And, uh, no, but because when we met you yes, know, all those years ago, yes, then yes. I put it in, and then and then forever on, it'll just be in my diary. Oh, and my it's God, I love very that. Rare. And then I write people's yes. you know, anniversaries or whatever. But yeah, no, I'm right with you. I do every so often go... every often if I lose it which is heartbreaking and your life falls apart um, which is what I have to say I bought myself a really nice one this is the nicest one I could possibly find it's a Smithson it was £250 which for a diary is insanity but I use it as a diary diary so sometimes I write I write special things in it gratitude lists gratitude lists all of the things so actually for me I'm, that's you know what? a keeper if you think about it as like cost per wear right? Oh, so I've got a, I've got a rule that's a lovely thing if you buy something you have to wear it enough so that it works down as £10 or less cost per wear which, yes. which is, with a coat is easy with a party yes. dress it's not so easy but that diary you're fingering that thing oh I finger it 50 every times day. a day <laughs> so if you, day. Come, if you think good. about the pleasure it gives you to have the nice blue pages and the nice yes, leather cover really and all that spice and goodness. There's something about, thank you for noticing the blue pages. So the blue pages make me feel extremely calm. It's, it's a bit like outsourcing your brain. It is like a bit. It'll be all right, yeah. Sam. You know, my brain's sort of, you know, down on, yes. on the page. Um, I'm going to keep going. You've got, you, you, I can see that you have a charge. Of course you do. I yes, can course, see you have a hairbrush. Of course I do. I'm extremely organised. the house without a hairbrush. The thing that saves me. I can see you have rather a smart little sort of No, it's scabby and gross. Leopard print pony skin wallet. It's scabby and gross. I've got a broken credit card. <laughs> I've got receipts. And I've got like the shittest collection of hotel cards and boots. I'm embarrassed to show you actually because it's so fucking gross. Look, it's falling apart. Everything is nice, and I have to say, I keep all my work stuff really nice. But this is just so gross. Your handbag is very organised. There are no sort of like you know. There's a, there's some there's some some matches here from Soho House. Yes, there's that smoking. Some Neutrogena hand cream. Oh, I love that. Although stuff. we find hand cream makes us very slidey. Oh, I don't mind being slidey. I hate to be dry. No, like but I mean, when you put like like slidey, like you can't hold a glass or open a door slidey. Oh, I don't. Do you do you use that one? I haven't for years. That it takes is fabulous. Too long to is it, so it, 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 it fires straight away? Okay, immediately. I need that because absolutely. Yeah. If <laughs> I if I have dry really hands, if I have dry hands, I lick them. And it's so, I hate them so much. That's so I'll be at work animal. And what? I will literally lick my hands. What? To, in order to keep them Just for a moment. That's so sweet and weird. So I um. So I will be at. I honestly, I'll be at filming, and I forget because I hate the dryness so much. I'll forget, and I'm licking my paws. Sherry Healy. It's not okay. No, but because I would, I'm so frightened of of like the 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 catastrophe of being stuck somewhere because of hand cream, i.e. locked in a loo or locked or whatever, or dropping stuff or smearing. That well, I how let much my hand, hand cream do you put I know, on? Well, obviously too much. I think we need to revisit this. You really need to visit this. Well, I've got those funny round brass doorknobs in my house. And honestly, within 20 minutes <laughs> putting on hand cream, I can't, I can't get anywhere. I can't. So if she doesn't turn up to work, Emily, I'm you know that she's at home. Yeah. I know, it's so, such, and then, you know, and then that's just sort of a whole around. other horror story. And now I've got where I really wanted to be, which is your makeup bag. Yeah, some of it's really bag. nice and some of it's skanky as Charlotte hell. Tilbury, film star Bronson oh, Glow, which I, I also have on my face. I'm sorry, her stuff is... The dog's bollocks. It looks sexy. We have a theory that every single grown-up woman has a piece of Char- Charlotte Tilbury um, in there. They can afford oh, why it. Why is she they so do? great? 
How is she? By the way, I can because she understands rear view mirror makeup, so she understands that things have to be glamorous but also easily doable. Because some makeup is actually quite good. I have to say, I think Benefit has got good quality products, but I don't like the packaging because it's too messy, and my life is already really messy and hectic. I've got so much organising, so much to do. I don't want crazy pictures. I want black or gold. Yeah, and it's glamorous without being kind of too ridiculous. Like Like, I don't want crystals on it. Yeah. Uh, Nars tinted moisturizer. Ah, do you love it? Oh my god! Of course, you're the beauty guru. Yeah. Oh my god! What is going on right now? So you've had got, you've got major ticks, by the way. That's what uh, I always call myself. I can't yeah. actually. I oh, can't. you're the beauty guru. It's so funny. I, that was completely lost on me until just now. I just had a small seizure. <laughs> so, so do you, okay, so you approve of the Charlotte Tilbury? The thing is, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I just you do. You, do. Fa- you always look She's absolutely making the approving stunning. Face, I tell you, Ugh, I mean, you so you're so doing great. well. Yeah, Your you should feel is like absolutely flawless. Always, you do know what you're doing. Oh, she does. Know what she's doing um, this is really good stuff I'm so glad I also, love NARS it also is such a pleasing brand it feels a little so bit insider and I'm sorry <laughs> the packaging I made a programme called The Truth About Beauty Secrets and I looked at all sorts of things but what, and, and, and actually I came to the conclusion that act- packaging does matter that it is it's psychology but it's, it's like it's shutting it, an expensive car door yes you know it's the weight of it it's the yes. noise that it makes and it's does who, it break does it crack does the stuff rub off it's tidy it's neat the NARS the NARS packaging is tidy and neat it doesn't break like you know when you drop a powder pack yeah, it just smashes into a million pieces well thank you 21 pounds I, I know some of them do unfortunately yeah. they break into a thousand pieces NARS just doesn't it almost bounces and I appreciate that yeah, I know. I know. You almost feel like they're, they're sort of doing themselves out of replacement money because it lasts for so long. God bless oh, them. Oh, uh, but, but it makes me go back to them. You know, it really does. And also, that, that packaging. He's doing fine. He's so got light. an island in Bali. Does he? Does one us. Do you know what? <laughs> he, he deserves it. He deserves it. That, and also, that little Nars tinted moisturiser. Uh, by the way, just find it's light one for people who... Man, many products are basically just too dark for me immediately. You don't love that pale? I've just had a spray tan. Oh, do you know what I like about your handbag? Yes. Is the impression I get from your handbag is someone who is not naturally organised. No. Desperately not trying at all. to maintain a grip on their life. Thank you. Because what you do with the bottom of my handbag 100%. is, I mean, it's a horror show. There's a whole ecosystem down there. That's we'll, a rummage bag. We'll, it's a proper rummage bag. Oh it's a God. disgrace. There are headphones wrapped around everything. There are Rizzler. There's yes. you know, probably a yes. can of Xanax in there. And um, and I, I I sort of run away from me. I can't try. Whereas with you, I can tell that you're not naturally sort of anal and organised. Yes, but you're giving it your best shot. That's yeah. just the most amazing sum up of it. <laughs> I'm not naturally organised, but what I have learnt with motherhood is that is it's so amazing if if everything is in a system. So I did my laundry cupboard the other day because I would like to change that. We have cats, so I like to change the the sheets quite regularly, and they sleep on Coco's bed. So. I've realized that when I come to change her sheets, it creates stress for me because I can't find the single sheets that are for her. And I realized that I had allowed myself to be in that stressful situation. So I cleaned the laundry cup. And of course, all my family always, you know, they all got a bit OCD. And I labeled everything. And it's just a little, have you ever seen the Mary, um, Tidying Up with Mary Kondo? That woman is my spirit animal. And my house brings me joy now because things are in categories. And it makes me everything easy. I can even say to my boyfriend, oh, would you mind changing the sheets today? I because I know he knows where they are. Um, it's the most it's the most organized thing in my life, my linen cupboard. Oh. And it makes me, if I could, if I could sit in it, if I could have a little <laughs> tiny space just for me as well, I'd be very happy. Sometimes I walk in and I open the doors and I look at it and I know that everything's all right and I shut it. I don't go for any reason other than have a look. It's, when I did mine, I would walk upstairs to only look at it 
because it made me feel calm and happy. I'm going to direct you to look at Emily's face right now. What do you feel about this? Well, I often open Annabelle's linen cupboard <laughs> <laughs> to feel better. Do you want me to send you a picture of mine? Is that like laundry yes. porn? Yes, send it's it. It's tiny porn. Emily doesn't have a, um, a cupboard, she has a pile. No. <laughs> but we my, have a, my 2019 resolution <laughs> is to sort out my laundry cupboard. Oh, it's really, really, thera- it's really therapeutic. Yeah, we had a conversation about it. pillow protectors the other day. Oh, for fuck's sake. Emily yeah. thinks yeah. I'm weird because yeah. I have pillow protectors. I iron mine. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, I've had enough. I iron my sheets and my duvet. <laughs> Jerry Healy, yeah. are there any sort of mantras that you live by that you tell yourself in the morning when things are really bad and look, you need help? Look, uh, one, of the, one of the things I live by is look after future Cherry. Yeah. Look after future Cherry. So when I take my jumper off and I about to throw it on the floor, I go, well, why are you doing that to yourself? Fold it out and put it on the shelf. When I take my jeans off and, you know, they scrunch into that weird, like almost like an old yep. condom thing. Yeah. I go, do you, do you want to you leave that now? Because future Cherry's going to have to come and look at the condom jeans. 11 p.m. Cherry's going to be very tired. 6 p.m. Cherry is back from work, maybe earlier than she thought. You really, you really need to go downstairs and have a sausage roll right now? Or do you want to get rid of the condom? Actually, look after future Cherry because she needs you right now. Put put um, a Ferrero Rocher in your bag for later. By the way, where were the Ferrero Rocher you promised Oh my God, us? is there not one in there? Maybe no. Oh no, it is here. I knew I had it in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you know why? Because my, my kids um, got the Ferrero Rocher out of the cupboard this morning. I came down to find them, both notching on a box of, how posh are my kids? <laughs> While I was up getting dressed, they got them. Anyway, so I went, you're not eating one of them. And I stole one. For later, for future for later, cherry. For future cherry. Look off future cherry. It's, it's very we much. We should all a carry a Ferrero Rocher in yeah. our bags. And, yeah, the, and the other thing is, future cherry. And the other thing is, don't be, be nice to people. And I know we all know this, but I think just be careful of people because, like a little bit, like when they pick up when when you call them and they pick up the phone, don't say things like, "Oh right, well I do." Oh, you cannot spend. You don't know what has just about happened, like what's just happened to them, what they need. Just be careful with people because it's just a really important thing to do. Do you know what I would say to you? When people say that, what they're doing is they're giving you information about them, not information yes, about you. Yes, because actually what I want is to be careful with me because I'm doing the best I can. I've got two kids. I'm really present mum. I keep on top of all of their stuff. I've got no pair, but basically I do everything because I think that's a nice thing for me to do. And so... And so be nice because I'm doing my best. You're Cherry doing Healy, great. We love you. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you so much for coming Woo! on. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Mid-Alt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll leave you with this thought. Remember that sometimes you need a swim in Lake Fuckoff. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.